Okay, time now to get a rundown on the latest COVID headlines from vaccine researcher and family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, who joins us each and every Wednesday, and she's on the line here now on Global News Radio. Dr. Gorfinkel, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, we're going to start with a NACI because they have come out with a recommendation of boosters for long-term care residents here in Canada. What more can you tell us about this? Absolutely. So what NACI, or the National Advisory Committee on Immunizations, has done is made recommendations to the provinces and territories. And those recommendations have expanded the number of people who are entitled to get booster shots. Now, remember, these are recommendations the provinces and territories still have to decide for themselves. But whom have they expanded it to? Not to everybody over 65. We are not the U.S. We are expanding it to people in long-term care, people in retirement homes, and people in chronic care facilities. So this is a pretty big expansion, but it's not everybody. I'm getting tons of questions in my office about this. So it's only those. Is it the staff in those institutions? Answer, no, it is not. You know, so why is it, why does it land on these people? First, these individuals were the first to be vaccinated. So their immunity is starting to fade. And we know that from several studies. Yeah, because I think a lot of them, I'm sorry, got their shots around February of this year, right? That's right. And what we know is that the immunity does fade over time. And it fades for a number of reasons. First, they're older. There is such a depressing thing called immunosenescence. Our bodies are actually less able to fight off infections as we age. So that's one aspect of it. But another aspect is Delta. Big surprise. I mean, people are carrying literally a thousand times the load of virus. It is far more infectious, far more transmissible. So that's a big concern as well. And on top of it, you know, you look at the numbers in the past, even though these folks, like I'm talking about people in chronic care institutions, they represent less than 1% of Canada's population. But how many of the deaths did they cause? In waves one and two, it was over two thirds of the deaths in that population. And that's why NACI has made its recommendations. Ontario's already on it. Ontario's has has already been doing that. Yeah, let me interject for just a second, sorry, because I wanted to ask you about that because I've seen reports that uh, you're right, in Ontario, many long-term care residents over the last two weeks or so have already received a a third shot. So why is NACI coming out with this now, Dr. Gorfinkel? because there are studies that suggest that the immunity wanes. There are studies now suggesting, and these studies include a study done here in Ontario. When they looked at antibody levels months after the vaccination was provided, they found that those antibody levels dropped to very low levels. So that's a big concern because we know those antibodies are protective. That's not the only way the body fights the infection because we haven't seen a big uptick in the number of hospitalizations and deaths. Fortunately, the vaccine continues to be very effective against that. But when you're talking about mild to moderate illness and you're talking about a population that's extremely vulnerable, it does make sense that they were vaccinated, that, that boosters are recommended for those populations. Okay, you mentioned this is not a recommendation for everyone, but is there a little foreshadowing going on? Does this mean we may eventually see a NASI recommendation for boosters for everybody? I think that's we're still a pretty big leap away from that right now. And understand that when we talk about more booster shots for a general population, that means less for somebody else. We talked about this a little bit, but if there's less for especially 
you know, poor, low-income countries. That does mean a harder burden for Canada tomorrow. And it's easy to forget that, but new variants will form when the world is not vaccinated. So I don't see us giving it to absolutely everybody. We've seen it in the U.S. already. In the U.S., that's not what they've recommended, despite that that was Biden's initial bid on things. That's not exactly how things are working out there either. Okay, we're also hearing on this Wednesday that Pfizer is expected to submit for approval of a kid's vaccine here in Canada sometime uh, next month in October. What more do we know about this, doctor? So exciting. You know, right now, children under the age of 12 are not vaccinated. So these are kids 5 to 11. So Pfizer has done a study involving some 2,300 children volunteers. You can bet their parents had to agree to this. These are hard trials to do because, you know, they're more expensive. You have to get parental agreement. That said, what did they find? Antibody levels just as high as teenagers. Safety, very similar to that as what we've seen already in individuals over 12. So those are two very exciting aspects of it. What about myocarditis? That's everybody's big concern. You know, are younger kids going to get less of it? The good news is this dose is one third the dose that the original vaccine had been. We know kids over 12, they're actually getting the same dose as adults, even if they're small children for their age. You know, but we'll have to see in terms of myocarditis, what's going to come down the pipe. That's an important safety signal. The FDA has demanded that Pfizer enroll an additional 3,000 children ages 5 to 11 to look for that signal. But Health Canada has been doing rolling reviews, meaning they're looking at the data as it comes out. So to be at the ready for potential emergency use authorization. That doesn't mean it's final. The studies are still ongoing and we're still watching. Okay. Those children are important to vaccinate. So if they are expected Pfizer to submit for approval sometime in October, when could we expect that? And could we see a vaccine for kids by the Christmas break, do you think? Well, that is the hope. It depends on what the data shows and what Health Canada decides on this. You know, so it, it remains to be seen if Health Canada will advise, you know, giving this vaccination to five to 11 year olds. Certainly there are very significant ongoing harms. If you take a look at what's happening in schools right now, there have been about 1600 cases of COVID-19 in children since school has begun. True, it's, it's, it hasn't shut down a lot of schools in Ontario, but that is a huge concern. Could that happen? It would not take a lot of children to get infected. You know, you figure this, you know, so say one in a thousand children go into hospital and that's actually the number, you know, but if you have a million kids getting an infection, our hospitals could easily be overwhelmed. So that's the kind of issue we're dealing with. All right. So is this vaccine from Pfizer, sorry, that much of a game changer if we get it by uh, Christmas and that helps bring down those uh, numbers and those under the age of uh, 12? Is that really kind of our path back to normal or whatever the new normal is going to look like? You are so nailing it. Absolutely. It's a major path back to normalcy. You know, we take a look where are the cases landing in Canada as a whole. Two percent of cases are in people who are fully vaccinated. That's it. You know, so are vaccines effective? They are very effective. And what percentage of the population is under 12? 12%. It's easy to remember, 12% under 12. And you know what? We cannot achieve the herd immunity needed of 90% 
if 12% off the bat are not vaccinated. All right. We got to get the break. But when we come back with Dr. Gorfinkel, we'll have the very latest, cover the very latest on the COVID crisis in Alberta. That's next here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.